GameZillaMedia.com. It's time for the last action podcast. Pop quiz, hot shot. Hey, motherfucker. I feel the need. The need for speed. Kill it. I have come here to chew bubblegum and kick ass. And I'm all out of bubblegum. Come with me if you want to live. Welcome, everybody, to this week's episode of the Last Action Podcast. I am Hovercraft Joe, and I am joined, as always, by uh, one might say the captain of the ship, LPJ. I'm the captain now. I've always been the captain. <laughs> I'm going to continue to be the captain. Our wayward third host, Sphinx, is here tonight. Sphinx, welcome. Hovercraft Joe, we're going to live on. We're going to survive. <laughs> Today, we are celebrating our Independence Day. It's, it's true. And, and we, got a, we got a packed house tonight because we also have returning favorites, question mark, to the podcast. We got Corn Dog. Hello, boys. I'm back. <laughs> and, and JB, JB, welcome back to the podcast. Man, Corn Dogs totally stole my thunder there, so <laughs> I got nothing. Glad to be back. Wow, way to way um, to follow that. Good, strong follow. You had so many. Like that's what I call a close encounter. Welcome <laughs> to Earth. Yeah, basically, Will Smith is just spitting out catchphrases in this. That's it. Um. Well, uh, we should mention we are we have survived video game movie month by the skin of our teeth. Barely, <laughs> it, it was a little rough. We survived, and we are now rolling into summer blockbuster month. And what better way to start off summer blockbuster month than with Independence Day? And I believe LPJ, if you are listening to this movie, uh, this episode on the drop day, it is Independence Day when you're listening to it. It is, in fact. Independence Day. This is actually, I believe, the first time we've had an episode drop on Independence Day. Uh, I don't think we've had another one. Um, and, you know, we got messages every year. Why haven't you done Independence Day on <laughs> Independence Day week, on the 4th of July week? And we said, well, we just haven't gotten to it yet. No, it's because we were waiting for July 4th, 2022, there knowing it that it was going to fall on a Monday. Yes, because well, you know, you're right. We, we got to follow it with the quintessential summer blockbusters. So. That's true. That's fair. Well, I, sh I should say this is also a movie that uh, Corndog and JB have been telling me they want to do for a long time. And I may have pitched this whole month as an excuse <laughs> to make sure we did the movie to get them on to talk about it. So... You know what? what Based on the fact that you pitched the stupid ass video game movie month, <laughs> so far you're you're doing better. This is an improvement. Well, wait till we get to my new month that I'm pitching, and that is a non-action movie month. That's going to be my favorite one. <laughs> Anyways, wow. um, I so have some vacation time coming up, I believe. <laughs> so uh, Independence Day, uh, its release date is July third, nineteen ninety six. Uh, let's start off with our kind of history or background with the movie. Uh, JB, do you want to go first? What's your uh, Independence Day uh, kind of origin story here? Hmm. Well, I mean, when this movie came out, I was six years old. Uh, <laughs> much like many of the movies that we have covered together. But um, 
fun fact went with my not a fun fact uh went with my parents and grandparents and my mom i was talking to my mom earlier about this today uh about the origins of going to see it and going taking my grandma and going to portofino's after for dinner but you know just just loving the movie not understanding it as a six-year-old but uh that's really (laughs) my origins of it not really understanding it until i was in my teens in the 2000s is it something that you would say you revisit a lot that you've seen a ton over the years every single year every single time (laughs) it is on tv i watch it amc tbs tnt whatever it's on gotta watch Watch it gotta watch it uh what about you corndog i I mean I, i echo that although i was eight years old when this came out um you know, to me, this is, and, and Sphinx stole the words, a quintessential summer block. This revitalized the summer blockbuster movie. This is like, when you think popcorn flick, this like brought it back to life in 96. Like this was pre, we needed, you know, Marvel or comic book movies to be the summer tentpole. This like was fun. There's aliens, there's Will Smith and uh, love this movie. remember seeing it. Remember, and I, I like Jeff uh, or, or JB, uh, watch it every year. It's on amc at the month of july like every day (laughs) i i kind of piecemeal it throughout the course of the month but yeah i definitely see this every year uh what about you sphinx yeah i'm gonna echo uh what these two had to say even though we have a progression here we went from i was six to i was eight (laughs) i was ten so (laughs) and i'll tell you what like this i better go last (laughs) This movie definitely hit me at the right time, at the right age. Like, I loved and remember everything leading up to this movie. I think it's probably the first movie I really remember, like, all of the promotional pieces to it. Um, It was just so heavily in your face, I remember. I think McDonald's had a campaign. Coca-Cola had a campaign. Like, all the major sponsors were a part of it. Um I loved this movie as a kid. I will say it's probably been maybe a decade since I've seen it all the way through. But same thing. Like this thing was always on cable TV, always. And if it was on, I was watching it. So I've easily watched it dozens of times. Uh, My younger brother had one of the alien action figures that was pretty sweet. It was tall. The thing was like two feet tall or something like that. It was a big old action figure there. And I, I vividly remember the VHS case we had. It was a hologram yep. on the front. And, on you know, from one angle, it was the White House. And from the other angle, it was the White House blowing up. Yeah, it's called, I just thought that was called so lenticular. Cool. <laughs> okay. oh. Lent- lenticular case. Fancy. Yep. If you recall, all the uh, action figures came. And this, we're going to date the technology here. All the action figures came with like a floppy disk CD-ROM. With, they like, did. Oh. A, piece, a piece of like some game you would upload. And it was, ooh. I think um, we had one of the alien spaceships. But I, I can't remember off the top of my I think we did, though. But that's all I remember action figure-wise. But anyway, yeah. This was uh, a huge movie in my childhood. Sorry, I'll go. I'll go next, and I think mine's uh, as it is a lot of times a little bit tied to uh, LPJs. Uh, I was sixteen when this movie came out. Um, no even numbers. Yeah, I you, was had, you had just turned movie. sixteen. I just turned sixteen. I was. I actually had those. Like, wait, what is that? Yep, sixteen. Um, and I remember we saw this opening night at mm-hmm. the uh, Quovatis. For those of you yep. uh, local, and remember the Quovatis. Uh, we saw it there. 
Um, and I just remember, you know, I, I like like you guys kind of say, I remember everything leading up to this and the trailers and just like being jacked to see this movie and, and seeing it. And like you said, it's it's such a popcorn movie. I owned it on VHS. I've seen it. You know, I've seen it a bunch. I, I can say, though, before viewing it for the podcast, I hadn't sat down and watched the whole thing in a long time. So this is the first kind of like sit down and watch it. Obviously not one sitting. I mean, everyone that listens to the podcast knows I don't watch these movies in one sitting. But I did sit down and watch the whole thing throughout the course of this week. So uh, LPJ, anything else you want to add? Yeah, I mean, like you said, we went and we saw this shit opening night, and it was huge. And what was crazy was this was the first summer I was working at McDonald's, so I remember not only the hype like on TV, but like living the hype at McDonald's and all the promotional stuff. And then we had like we had this one kid that was there that saw the movie like three times, and then came back and was like, "They're already writing the third and the fourth one," and he was all this BS about you know just being a being a dumb fanboy, but it was. Dude, it was everywhere. Like there was an incredible amount of lead up to it, but then it paid off, and then the hype just kept building. Like it was weird because this was a huge movie that everyone went and saw, but then it still had word of mouth afterward, and it kept going like crazy afterward. Um, so yeah, it, it's you're absolutely right in, in saying that this changed the history of of summer blockbusters because really the last kind of summer blockbuster was was Jurassic Park prior to this but that was kind of a one off it was sort of a, an outlier this kind of started the trend that we're going to see in these movies that we're covering now for this month of massive summer blockbusters science fiction summer blockbusters specifically that starring Will Smith starring Will, Will Smith that, <laughs> that that had this formula cuz this one didn't so much have the formula with the music with the song but after this you're going to see um giant sci-fi movies that have a tie-in with like a song and a music video and like special toys and like MTV tie-ins. And it, it just, this is the movie that sort of started it. And then everybody ran with it after this. We really it's too bad up. Harry Connick Jr. Didn't have a sweet serenader <laughs> song. For the movie. He should have. <laughs> We really messed up. We should have done. Should have kept his mask on. <laughs> we really messed up. We should have done specifically summer blockbuster Will Smith month. <laughs> we could have done yeah. Wild Wild West, um, Men in Black. Even though we did yeah. Men in Black, yeah. but um, uh, you LPJ, guys, you I gotta did, ask you. You did Men in Black. I, that was before my time. I don't remember that. Uh, uh, sort Men of. in Black. Yeah, Men sort in Black of. was our practice round. The very oh. first. It was the oh. very first. The, there were two episodes we did that were our very first practice. The first one was Men in Black. What was the second one? Do you remember? It was Wrath of Khan. It was Wrath of Khan, yeah. <laughs> and then we ended so, up redoing it for an actual episode. So it's yeah. – oh, you, yeah, you made me suffer through it. So it's one of the lost episodes, like the Inglorious, we never, like the Inglorious Bastards one. What are you talking about? We never oh did that movie. God. Yeah. <laughs> I thought we totally aired – uh, the Men in Black episode. Maybe yeah, I think we did. I think we did eventually. That one in Batman. Maybe we made it. A, I think we made it a Patreon. I think could that's have been. what it was. Yeah. It could have been. But we I want to ask it. LPJ, did you spit in that kid's Coke every time he came to talk to you about ID4? Every fucking time. <laughs> Good. Um, okay, let's let's talk about the numbers for this movie. Uh, we already talked about release date. Uh, it has a budget of $75 million. A domestic gross of three hundred and six million, and a worldwide of eight hundred and seventeen million dollars, which, especially in nineteen ninety six, is a super impressive number. Like uh, approaching a billion dollars in nineteen ninety six—that's crazy. 
Yeah. Which made it number one all time at its moment, right? Because I think, I think Jurassic Titanic probably. Yeah. Yeah. Probably. It was yeah until Titanic came out. Or I don't oh, know. Which did... would have only been a year later, yeah. I guess. No. Uh, which yeah. Which yeah. and we'll, we'll I'm sure we'll talk about this more. Like, but it's crazy to me with how much money this made that like it and maybe someone else has some insight into this. But how long it took them to make a sequel to this movie? Like, how is it that they didn't make one for like 20 years or something? It didn't need one. Yeah, though, is the problem. Yeah, but the yeah. movies. No movies really need sequels. But if they make a lot of money, you make a sequel. That's how it works. Well, yeah, so it's I, it's surprising that they didn't cash in on this sooner. The one theory, and and it might be true, it might not be, is is I'm going to assume it's because this cast is so loaded that there was no way that they could get everybody back, which is exactly what happened with that sequel, right? Yeah. I think if I remember right, Jeff Goldblum and I think. Bill Pullman might have been the only ones that returned. Hey, how dare you? Yeah. I think Judd Judd Hirsch. Judd Hirsch was Judd Hirsch. They, they had a CGI. Oh, Robert, they had a CGI Robert Loggia in it too. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I don't remember they, that. They they oh. grandmoff Tarkenton. him. They're honoring I, him I, on I'm Independence. Gonna, I'm gonna oh. have to agree with Sphinx, and I think it's largely associated with Will Smith was in high demand after he went. Straight to you know for twenty years they couldn't lock yeah, him he down. Went, he, some... went, he went straight to Men in Black and then you know Wild Wild West, which is for, forgettable. But he got tied to a bunch of stuff immediately after this. Yeah, it was that. And... Plus, um, they didn't have they didn't write themselves room for a script, so they didn't have any great ideas for a sequel for a long time. And then, um, <laughs> I still did. <laughs> They still, I mean, they still I mean, did. I get, yeah. I, get, I get what you're saying. I'm just yeah. saying the way that Hollywood works, well, if sure. you want to cash in and make money, screw your good idea. Think of an idea and make the movie strike while the iron's hot. Well, you're, that's, you're like, thinking that's, of, like, that's like when, I would... we covered, when we covered Turtles 2, remember? They were like making Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles 2 while the first one was still in the theaters because they're like, oh my gosh, this is making a lot of money. So don't give me that script bullcrap. Yeah, I was going to argue maybe 1996, there still wasn't that much of a reach for sequels, but Agreed. I don't know. I, I think there wasn't as much of a reach in the 90s to, to necessarily I'll always agree. do a sequel. It was a yeah. standalone movie, and it, it did its thing. And then now we're in the, well, it makes money, franchise, 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 franchise. This was yeah. just hey, this well, a good standalone movie. And that was the Most joke at the- movies in the 90s were bad. That was the joke at the end of the 80s was everything was a sequel. Everything was like, you know, Rambo 12, Jaws 35. You know, it was all stuff <laughs> like that. And um, and you didn't really see sequels so much anymore. Um, all right. So uh, Rotten Tomatoes on this is 67%, which is, if you're keeping track at home, a lot higher than the 9% that Beverly Hills Cop 3 got. Yep. Uh, and the audience score is... that a is, shot at me, Hovercraft Joe? Fuck yes, I, I mentioned that. I mentioned that every time now. And the audience score is 75%, which I that thought maybe right. the audience score would be a little bit higher, but uh, it, it, it tracks enough. So, uh, top grossing movies of... Ni- top grossing domestic movies of 1996. Number one is Independence Day. Number two, another summer blockbuster... Uh, Twister, and I guess three, another summer blockbuster, Mission Impossible, the first one. So, like, this is a huge summer for big movies like that. Like, I remember seeing all those in the theater, so. Yeah. You know what, Hovercraft Joe, if non-action movie month, if we do Twister, I'm in. I think, I think Twister's almost, an action movie. I think we could almost... You think so? Sure. Oh, I think I think we could totally do Twister and, and skirt the edges of an action yeah, movie. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, yeah, I guess like a disaster film is... I mean, this is a disaster film in a way, so I guess it counts ooh, as an action ooh, movie. Ooh, guys, let's, Next let's, month. let's pitch... 
disaster movie month. I'm down with that. I love I love I would be on board that. We'll do that. Uh the uh what's the one uh What's the one where the, the, the all the, the environment goes crazy? The day after tomorrow. Day after rolling tomorrow. Emmerich movie too. I was yeah, gonna say all, all we need to do is roll an Emmerich month and we'd get through all of them. <laughs> San I, I feel I feel like these two uh twenty twelve JB and Corndog have been wanting me to do which of the volcano movies are you always pitching? Volcano. Oh, oh, yeah. Yeah. I didn't well, know Tommy Lee Jones, the one that was yes. like made to it, and that was like directly yes. to TV or video. I didn't know I if it was that, that or Dante's Peak. No, Forgive Volcano me. with oh. Tommy Lee Jones for sure. Okay, well, Dante's Peak too. So uh, other movies we've done in 1996 are number seven, The Rock, the episode that famously we thought Swings erased when we got done recording. But actually, I think you did erase it, but then we recovered it. We got that <laughs> uh, uh, Number fourteen, Eraser. Uh, number twenty, Broken Arrow. Number 51, Rumble in the Bronx. Number 61, From Dust Till Dawn. And number 63, Escape from L.A. So, yeah. quite a year. few movies. Busy year. Uh, cast of this movie, we've already talked about some of it. So, this I'll, I'll say the names I know and then get out of the way for everybody else. Uh, Will Smith, we mentioned, as Captain Stephen Hiller. Uh, Bill Pullman as President Thomas J. Whitmore. Jeff Goldblum as David Levinson. Uh, Judd Hirsch is Julius Levinson. And who else do I want to mention here? Uh, your guy's Randy boy, Harvey, Harvey Firestein uh, <laughs> as Marty crap. Gilbert. And uh, Randy, yeah, Randy Quaid is uh, Russell Case. And I think uh, JB already mentioned Robert Loja, uh, General William Grace. So mm-hmm. go ahead, everyone else, and take it away with who you want to talk about. Uh, we got Adam Baldwin. Yep. Right? Oh, yeah. yeah Adam Baldwin. The guy who got... burns the church in uh, The Patriot. Yeah. <laughs> You got Lieutenant Commander Data, Brett Spiner there. Yep. Oh, of course you guys Star Trek. <laughs> Don't forget uh, we might... he... Yeah, he's dead now, James Rebhorn, but he's a character yeah. actor. Yep. Yeah. Uh, <clears throat> Mary McDonald Jr. we already mentioned. Oh, yeah. Mary McDonald. Oh, oh, I forgot to mention Vivica A. Fox. Yep. Sorry. Yeah, Kill Bill, right? Yeah. Oh, so yeah. There are a, a bunch of... more, but those are... A lot of known people in this movie, I guess, is what we should say. Yeah, there really are. I mean, a lot of you know, seasoned seasoned veteran actors and character actors. May Whitman's in this for a little bit. A lot of yeah. people. And you know, I when I was doing some reading on this movie, a lot of people that were kind of against it, that critiqued against it, said that they felt like the acting was bad. I thought I didn't. I felt like everyone that was in this movie did a pretty decent job, right? Or is that I, just I, or is that I, just rose colored you know glasses I, here? I would say this. I think that there's like a curve. I don't think this is like Oscar winning acting. But oh, I think agree. I think I think that everybody in this kind of you know like big budget B movie that they're doing, I think everyone's giving good performances. Now those performances are maybe a little exaggerated, but that's what the movie calls for. So I think that they're yeah. doing a good. I. So I, I don't disagree. I think everyone does a good job in this movie. And I think what worked, what worked in the f- in the favor of the actors is they allowed like Will Smith and Harry Connick Jr. and Jeff Goldblum to just kind of ad lib and add their own mm-hmm. stuff in there. So they, because realistically, Will Smith is playing Will Smith. And Jeff yeah. Goldblum is playing <laughs> Jeff Goldblum, and Harry Connick Jr. is playing Harry Connick Jr. They're really well, not straying that far off of their natural personality. I was like, Jeff Goldblum's also definitely just being like Dr. Ian Malcolm. Exactly. Yes, exactly. He is. He, even with the same lines, like, must yeah, go faster, must go faster. so well. <laughs> right. I got to so say, I think Will Smith, 
out of all the actors in this movie, Will Smith might be at the bottom as far as yeah. performance goes. I, no, I agree yeah. with that. I, I, yeah, Jeff Goldblum plays nerdy, cocky guy to a T. Like, <laughs> Yeah, and honestly, um, I this is I love Bill Pullman in this movie. He yeah, makes a great president. Yep. They, yeah, yeah, a they, great president. They throw a line out when he's listening to the TV early on, talking about his pr- approval rating. I'm like, how the hell? This might be the best movie president ever. Like, <laughs> he's yeah. a great movie president. <laughs> Um, oh, also, fun fact, I think when researching the numbers, this is also the same year that uh, Mars Attacks came out. So yep, just going to throw that's that correct. out. Um, <laughs> Saw that movie okay. in the theater. Yeah. Uh, the, uh, let's do some net worths, guys. Let's, let's, I got, I got an, uh, a decent, not a ton, but a decent amount. So let's run through them. Let's start with Vivica A. Fox. LPJ, what do you think for Vivica A. Fox? Uh, she's got that sweet, sweet, wasn't she in Bad Boys money? Oh, that's no, Gabrielle no. Union. I thought, Ooh, she had a, I thought she had a. I thought she had like a small role in Bad Boys. Yeah. Anyways, just I don't make know. Guess. Who cares? <laughs> uh, five million. All right. Uh, corn dog. Uh, that's about right. I'm gonna go slightly north and say six. Uh, Sphinx. I'm gonna go higher with that uh, Kill Bill money. I'm gonna say. Oh, well, I'd say like 50. you to. I'd like. Could you phrase that in the form of a sweet, sweet Kill Bill money? That sweet, sweet Kill Bill one, I believe, <laughs> the first one, right? Um, uh, I'll say fifteen million. Okay, and JB, I'm gonna say three or lower. Uh, no one got it on the ball, but you're the closest. Two million dollars for Vivica oh. A. Fox. Yeah, I remember her not having much when we talked about Kill Bill. Uh, what about all that stripper money that she's got? Talked about Kill Bill. We've never done Kill Bill on the podcast. <laughs> No, it's because LPJ hates Quentin Tarantino and all the feet. Uh, okay, <laughs> no next up, Jud- no Judd Hirsch. Uh, he's got that sweet, sweet taxi money. What do you think, uh, Corn Dog, for Judge Hirsch? Judd Doesn't Hirsch. he have a new uh, show on CBS? JB, what's it called again? Oh man, that that canceled. Superior Donuts. <laughs> Superior. Well, he's donuts. got the old school taxi money too. Uh, That's what then, I said already. Uh, Eight million. All right, uh, Sphinx. I don't know what else he's been in. Uh, oh no, he was in um, shit. What's that other CBS show he did? Don't it was say like it. A crime show. No, I'm doing that one. Yeah, don't do yeah, it. Uh, no, don't you say that. Uh, it's like uh, literally the only show I would ever right, watch I at CBS. I, can't and I didn't even watch it for it. that long. All right, I'll give it to you since I can't remember it. But I'll say I'll say 15 million for him. He's got that sweet. Maybe. Oh, it's JB. No. He's gonna steal your show. I'm doing it. What he's got it? that sweet, I, sweet numbers money. He's got that numbers yeah, money. Numbers. It's got what's his name? The the guy from uh, that you guys love. The uh, is it Crumholtz or whatever? His yeah, David Crumholtz. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, he's in it. Um, okay. Well, what do you think then, uh, LPJ? What do you what are you saying for him? How much numbers million. money does it? All right. Uh, and JB, what do you think? I'm thinking this is closer to like 17, 18 million. That guy probably that that guy's good. Twelve million dollars on there the button. Way to go, super LPJ. fan. All right, here's an interesting one for you. Starting Sphinx, Randy Quaid got that sweet, sweet Christmas vacation money. What do you think for Randy Quaid? He's got that sweet, sweet Christmas vacation two money as well. (laughs) (laughs) Straight to TV. Uh, I was going to steal that one, but thank you. Yeah. (laughs) Uh, I think it's low. I'm going to say two million. Okay. JB, what do you think? 
Ooh, yeah, love that Christmas Vacation too. Straight to TV movie. <laughs> um, him and Miriam Flynn in, in that again, and uh, Ed Asner. Uh, but with all the government conspiracy theories he's been pitching and all the money he's tax evasion, I, I think he's probably less than a million dollars at this point. All right, uh, LBJ. He's got that sweet, sweet. I'm pretty sure he's not allowed in the U.S. anymore. Money. <laughs> uh, I'm gonna go a hundred thousand dollars because I'm not okay. even sure he has a house here anymore. All right, I think finally, he's allowed in the United States, just in jail. Yeah, he's allowed in the United States if he wants to be arrested. How's that? Uh, finally, corn dog. What do you think? All right, and I'm I'm gonna go with that sweet, sweet Amish bowler money from Kingpin. Uh, oh, oh nice. He's living off the land, but I'm with LPJ here. I think it's sub one million dollars. This dude is broke, like Darren McCarty. So well, you guys are <laughs> you guys are not wrong. He has negative one million dollars so, <laughs> our first negative number since dmx r.i.p uh, his shitter's full that's for sure <laughs> uh okay uh jb jeff goldblum uh that sweet sweet uh jurassic park dominion money which we just saw in the theater together oh no now there's a bank account i'd like to have next to yours joe uh <laughs> I- i'm thinking about 125 million Ooh. Okay. Uh, LPJ. He's got that sweet, sweet the fly money. I'm going uh, 120. Okay. Uh, Corn dog. Well, he's got that sweet, sweet cameoing as Ruxin's dad on the league money. And JB's <laughs> right. He did just catch a bag for being in Dominion. So I'm going to say 60 million, though. Uh, and finally, Sphinx. Yeah, he's got that sweet, sweet apartments.com commercials. <laughs> um, <laughs> I'll say. 45 million. Ooh, so close. $40 million for John Goldblum. $40 million. Wow. Uh, Whoa, man. Uh, Owen Wilson making a guest appearance on the podcast. Did you guys hear him? He's like, wow. Wow. (laughs) Wow. Wow. Oh, wow. Uh, Okay. Two left. Bill Pullman, LPJ. What do you think for Bill Pullman? He's got that sweet, sweet people confuse him with Bill Paxson, (laughs) RIP Bill Paxson money. Uh, He's got that sweet, sweet um, twister money. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> nice. uh, I'm going to say 35 million. Okay. Uh, corn dog. Well, he's got that sweet, sweet dad from the Casper live action movie. Um, <laughs> money. So I'm going to go with $10 million. No, oh, you missed the All joke. Right. You're supposed to name Bill Paxton movies. Uh, oh, Sphinx. well, shit. game Sphinx. over, man. Sphinx. <laughs> He's got that sweet, sweet Lone Star from Spaceballs money. Oh, all right. Um, didn't do it either. Oh. Spaceballs. I know, I didn't. I was going to say Aliens, then he said Game Over, man, so I felt like that was redundant. But I just mentioned it again, so. Anywho. Um, <laughs> wow, you're really taking, taking a long way around to get to this one, buddy. Uh-huh. I'll say 15 mil. Okay, and finally, JB. I feel like on, on principle alone, I can't do the sweet, sweet thing. I also kind of loop him in with Treat Williams, uh, just as far as relations. But I, I think mm, he's probably like $7 million. Uh, $20 million for Bill oh, Wow, $20 million. And then finally, Will Smith. We talked about him a ton. Uh, he's got that sweet, sweet pursuit of happiness money, uh, Corndog. What do you think for Will Smith? Well, I think he's probably coughing a few of it up in the whole Chris Rock slapping allegation here, but I'll get that one out of the way early here. Uh, Will Smith's probably 250. All right. Uh, Sphinx? 
He's got that sweet, sweet Muhammad Ali money. Um, he's going to be big. I'll say 400 mil. Okay. JB? Yeah, he is legend. Uh, I'm going to go <laughs> go high here. I'm, I'm going to say like 240, 250. Okay. And finally, uh, OBJ. So that sweet, sweet, is it is it After Earth money? Is that what it is? Yes. Yeah, that, yeah, that movie, that movie, movie yeah. it's not great. Uh, I'm going to go 280. Uh, $350 million for Mr. Wisdom. So there you go. Um, we talked about the director of this movie being uh, Roland Emmerich. Um, and we talked about, well, maybe we didn't talk about it. So it's written by Roland Emmerich and Dean Devlin. Are they writing partners? Do they like write yes. movies together? Yes. Okay. I saw they, wrote, they did, did Stargate, um, Stargate, Godzilla, yeah. Patriot. <laughs> oh my God. Basically, Godzilla. basically all the movies that Roland Emmerich yeah. directs, Dean Devlin co-writes with them. Okay. I guess That's they both did that. Promotions. Yeah, I guess they both did that Moonfall movie that just came out. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Moonfall. That is that? that. Yeah, it just exactly. Came it came out Bad. in theaters and uh, yeah. Uh, yeah. LPJ. Okay. It's about it's a movie where the moon falls on the Earth. Duh. Hence the name Moonfall. Oh, okay. Well, I guess I'll see it. <laughs> um, and then the music is by David Arnold. Yeah, David Arnold. Yeah. My oh, I'm supposed to know him. Yeah, from uh, sure. Independence oh, Day. The, the, oh, isn't <laughs> no. he? Didn't he do? Didn't he do James Bond? Yeah, he did music? a lot of. He did, does a lot of James Bond music. He did Stargate. He did basically stop anything. Bringing, stop bringing up Stargate like it's something other than that it's a movie other than you care about it. Like, well, he's done a lot of things with uh, with the Roland Emmerich. Is what I'm saying. He's kind of Roland Emmerich's go-to guy. Okay, but okay. yes, he also yeah, did a lot did, of music I, for James Bond. I did say he did he did do the music for Godzilla, which I would propose we do that Godzilla just so we could talk about like the Puff Daddy song. <laughs> oh, I, I am oh my one thousand percent in on that. You can do an hour <laughs> off that soundtrack alone. <laughs> um, but uh, Sphinx, do you have any uh, taglines for us? Um, do we have another hour? <laughs> well, <'Cause laughs> there's about eleven or twelve of them. Well, maybe just buzz through <laughs> them as fast as you can. All right, here we go. We've always believed we weren't alone. On July 4th, we'll wish we were. All right. These, these in capital letters. I just read this one. (laughs) (laughs) These extraterrestrials don't want to phone home. They want our home. (laughs) Wow. Okay. Uh, The day we fight back. All right. I remember that one, I think. The doomsday ship. That's stupid. Okay. On the 4th of July, you will have a ringside seat for the ultimate fireworks show. <laughs> All right. You're getting uh, worse and worse. Oh, yeah. Earth, take a good look. It could be your last. <laughs> That's awful. Uh, don't make plans for August. <laughs> the question of whether or not we are alone in the universe has been answered. I, I don't I don't know. Warning. There's more your next stop. Wow. Yes. Okay. <laughs> Warning. Your next stop may not be there. I don't well, even that I don't even know what that means. That's, yeah, that's it doesn't stupid. even reference any, anything. They want only one thing. Destruction. <laughs> this was a Super Bowl promo. Enjoy the Super Bowl. It may be your last. <laughs> oh 
<laughs> There's still two more, by the way. Did, yeah. they, did they did they dedicate that, by the way, to like Browns fans? <laughs> oh, or Lions fans here in Detroit. Come on now. Uh, on July 2nd, they arrive. On July 3rd, they strike. On July 4th, we fight back. And finally. Wow, okay. <laughs> On July 2nd, 1996, the aliens came. On July 3rd, 1996, (laughs) the aliens saw and struck. On Independence Day, 1996, the human race will conquer. Hmm. Oh, boy. They're all pretty fucking bad, too. All 15 of them. You know, I think the first two, they got progressively worse. Uh, (laughs) The first couple were fine. I don't know. That ET one was pretty bad, too. I like that one. Um, okay, so <laughs> anything specifically anyone needs to mention before we start going through the plot of this? Or I just wanted know? to add that I kind of read that Emmerich and Devlin like just kind of randomly came up with the idea for this movie. Did you guys hear that story? Yeah. So I guess they were, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah. They were being interviewed Should've... in Europe while they were promoting the Stargate movie. And I guess just kind of like off the cuff, they were saying like, yeah, it'd be great if we did a movie where like a bunch of aliens went all over the earth and kind of destroyed it and we had to fight back type of deal. And I think he literally said like, this could be our next movie. And then they literally went to like Mexico together and wrote it like a month later. So I kind of like the spontaneity of how this movie came about. It's kind of mm-hmm. cool. I got greenlit fast too. They wrote it yeah. and like they finished it on Thursday, sent it out for um, – for previews for people to buy and then on monday they were already in pre-production yeah and i'm not an expert on filming schedules but did you see that they only like filming only took like a month they filmed like late july 1995 and they were done like september 1st i feel like that's 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 like six seven weeks right when you got a cast like that i mean i mean maybe because yeah I, Maybe I because so many pieces of the movie, not everybody is together. Could you be. could probably be filming a lot of stuff simultaneously. That'd be my guess. Could be. But also, I feel like at a certain point, like the back half of this movie takes place all at Area 51. So it's not like there's yeah. a lot of like, you know, yeah. like at, at a lot of locations and stuff they're going to. So yeah, yeah I feel like this had a lot of like probably post touch to it, too, because there's a lot of special effects at play in this movie. Yeah. Which I will say, you know, a, a movie that's 20, 20 years ago, right? They, they still look really they good. Look solid. They, they, yeah. they hold up surprisingly well. There, there's a couple pieces of it that are jarry, but like for the most part, yeah, it holds up. Well, there's yeah, only they said that the majority of yeah. the movie, they, they used actual models and explosions. They didn't do a lot of CGI. And I think I think that pay, I, we've talked about this a lot with 90s movies <clears throat> spawn. And, like, when you try to do that early CGI shit, unless you're James Cameron, it looks shitty today. Yeah. So it's I tough think they to made do. the right move. Yep. Uh, okay. So, movie opens, as we talked about in the taglines on July 2nd. Uh, we see a really, really big spaceship passing over the moon. Uh, a satellite station, like, picks up this, and, and there's, like, a radio signal broadcasting. Um, and then we kind of get, I would say, the next like 20 minutes of this movie is just introducing us to the characters in the movie. Um, I do have a note that says, oh, shit, the dad from the one years is in this movie. Oh, um, yeah, that's right. Because he is. <laughs> um, so we're introduced to Bill Pullman playing the president. Uh, and, and like Corndon kind of mentioned, he was 
uh, his his rate his poll numbers are down. His ratings down. He was like a he was like a a, a war hero, a pilot. Gulf from, War. Uh, he's a Gulf War pilot, and his his approval ratings are insane. Because by the end of this movie, you're like, who hated this guy? He's like, well, I, they, I, I, I think I think what they say is that everyone everyone voted for him because they thought he was like a man of action, going to get stuff done, and then he didn't really do anything. Um, you know, so but then by the end of the movie, he's flying a jet. So I mean, I guess he was getting stuff done. Um, then we're also introduced to Jeff Goldblum and his dad, Judd Hirsch. They're playing chess in the park. They talk about how he's divorced. Um, his job is he's a satellite engineer for a TV station, question mark? <laughs> sure. Yep. Anybody? Sure. That sounds right. A- anybody? He works for direct TV. I think, I, yeah, I think Judd Hirsch calls him a cable repairman at some point or something, and he downplays it. Yeah, yeah Pop. Yeah, I feel like they never fully kind of tell you what he does. I think, uh, I think he's, hey, he works for Harvey Firestein. That's all you really need to know. And he's what able to get Wi-Fi off his laptop in the car and has a yeah, satellite. Yeah, he's got that Apple, like, 5530 pad that he's just <laughs> hacking into on the Beltway in D.C. I think so what they're good. what they're implying is he had, he's an MIT-educated uh, person, like computer technologist, but he has a job that's much lower than what his pay grade would suggest for some reason. They don't really specify exactly what it is, but he's yeah, supposed to be. Yeah, because that's why his wife left him. Right. Because she wanted to be more ambitious. He wasn't ambitious enough. Right. Right. Uh, we're also introduced to uh, Randy Quaid, who was a pilot in Vietnam. Now he is like a drunk flying a crop duster. And he keeps telling people how he was abducted by aliens like 10 years ago. Now, question for you. I know it's implied, but we're to believe that it was these aliens that we fight in the movie that abducted him or just some aliens? Supposedly. Okay. Uh, And his family uh, and there appear to all be Mexican. Um, Yeah. And he yeah. must have knocked up some. uh, Some like, yeah, one of the. Except for one of them. One of them is not actually his kid. Okay. Oh, and he's really? the oldest one, yeah. Oh. Oh, is that okay. why he calls him Russell? Yeah. Oh, all right. Oh, I and and he's a drunk, by the way. He's a drunk. Um, yes. So uh, the big ship that passed, we see the smaller ships. <clears throat> smaller ships, I say in quotes. They're still like the size of cities. They start breaking off from it uh, and entering the atmosphere. Um, the president doesn't immediately, they don't really know what's going on, so he doesn't immediately call for like an evacuation from the cities he's like i'm gonna stay in the white house send like the vice president and the cabinet members off i'm gonna stay here um then then all the ships once they're in the atmosphere they kind of start parking themselves above like all the major cities throughout the world you know like new york and uh, los angeles and dc and like london and stuff like that they're they're parking them over there um i like in this movie how long it takes will smith to realize that the (laughs) aliens are there oh my god He's like getting dressed, <laughs> taking a piss, yeah, reading he, the newspaper, <laughs> looking at his neighbors, and then he looks up. He's yeah. like, "Oh shit!" I can, a sim- gigantic I can sympathize. Spaceship. I can sympathize with that <laughs> because I do everything I can in the morning to avoid looking at my phone, and sometimes I'm completely oblivious to what happened the night before. He he totally wakes up like he's hung over his shit. Like he <laughs> he's like pissed. Let me trip over the kid's toy paper what's going on the neighbors are yelling all this like oh shit there's a spaceship over uh downtown la i gotta say too i'm always reminded of this movie like i didn't see bad boys until like later 
And so, like, this was my first time seeing Will Smith after he was the Fresh Prince of Bel-Air. Yeah. And he's just, like, so much more mature than that character. You know yeah. what I mean? Like, it always just kind of, like, startles me a little bit because I always have that memory in my head. Because he, when he gets introduced with that earthquake, or, you know, earthquake, quote-unquote, like, he is a grown-ass man. So I always find that interesting. Um, and then we go back to Jeff Goldblum and Harvey Firestein in this movie. Like, I don't even I mean, like Harvey Firestein in every Fe- movie. It's true. Yeah. In this one, how many times, like, if you were to play a drinking game with every time he says David in this movie, you would be dead. Like, and like, oh, he he overacts in all this, but it's actually in the best kind of way. You're like David, David. Yeah. <laughs> so go ahead, Jeff- <laughs> He's the same character as Mrs. Doubtfire. <laughs> oh, that's right. He is a Mrs. Doubtfire, a movie which maybe we'll cover on non-action movie month. Anyways, <laughs> not on my watch. <laughs> <laughs> Woohoo! But James uh, Bond's in it. Come on now. It's true. It was a run by fruiting. Um, we'll just pick an episode. He's also in just... Mamma Mia. Come on. <laughs> we'll just. Uh, never mind. We got to work around strength. We'll just be like, yeah, we're doing this action movie, and then we're like, no, actually, we're talking about Mrs. Doubtfire. Anyways. Um, <laughs> So, okay, so uh, Jeff Goldblum figures out that there's within like this, the, the sound, there's like a signal like coming out from the from what the, the alien ships are broadcasting. And he figures out it's like a countdown. And there's like, I think, six hours till it reaches whatever the end of the countdown. Uh, Bill Pullman gives a speech, uh, not as good as the later speech. He gives a speech about blah, blah, blah. Uh, Jeff Goldblum makes it to the White House. I guess, like, and they don't tell us right away, but his ex-wife works for the president. I don't. Yeah, I, I think she's the press name. secretary. Yeah, so, that'd be my like guess. He's so Goldblum's coming. I always get this part confused. He's coming from New York to Washington. Yeah, I looked it up today because I was always yeah, curious. It's a long it's drive. About five, it's five hours, and he said <laughs> it were six hours. So it is possible, but the fact that everyone was looting and rioting and getting out of town, I feel like it was probably not going to happen. Well, the way yeah. Judd Hirsch was driving too. He's True. And I love how when they show up at the White House, they got like a, he like is able to park literally yeah, right in front of it. Here we are. Look at me. Out the he, slap, he slaps that little spy satellite on top of the car. And he's like, she's yeah. right here. Yeah. Cause that's totally, cause there's no way Secret Service is going to see some guy take his hand out of his window and put on that satellite in front of the White House and not shoot that car down. But um, I like so- as well, I like as well at this point, like the Judd Hirsch brings it up. Like, how, like, He's like, you know, what do you think? No one else at the White House has figured this out, that you're the smartest person out here. And it's like, right? Like, how come Jeff Goldblum is is the only one that was able to figure out what seems like maybe something uh, that hey, would be yeah, easy they're, to they're, catch or identify? Yeah. They're recycling our satellite patterns. No, nobody catches this. The smartest <laughs> people out there with, with that stuff are not the U.S. government. That is <laughs> Apparently fact. not. But apparently the other six billion people People on the planet also didn't know. So nobody. Thank, no. thank God for Jeff Goldblum. That's all I gotta say. <laughs> um, okay. So while this is going on, Will Smith he get, he was on leave, but he, get, he gets recalled to El Toro, you know, because he's in the Air Force. Um, uh, also, his like buddy in the Air Force is Harry Connick Jr. And I was like, oh yeah, Harry Connick Jr. is in this movie. I forgot um, about which that too. <laughs> I which I hate Harry Connick Jr. in this movie. I don't mind the guy. I do not I, like his character. I do movie. agree. He when he's in this movie, he chews the scenery too much. Um, he's the one actor I don't like in this movie. I and there's also that Jeff. kind of like weird, like unnecessary subplot where like apparently Will Smith keeps getting rejected by NASA like he's trying to get into NASA and they keep yeah he wants to fly the space shuttle that's just shoehorned so it's okay when he flies the alien spacecraft later in the movie 
Okay, yeah. so it you pay, explain- It pays out in the end. You explain okay. that subplot. Why Why does Vivica A. Fox have to be a stripper in this movie? <laughs> to, to present the idea that that's, you know, it's tough. Like, he she wants to it. be this big-time <laughs> NASA pilot. He wants to be this important figure for the American government. He, he can't have a stripper for a wife. So and a and also, also, she needed to show off those I-double-D-4s. <laughs> and oh, she boy. needed to take on that extra shift before she left LA. So that's you know, true. Before her girl uh, from Saved by the Bell gets blown up. Yeah, that's fine. <laughs> um, that's where so, she's from. Oh, okay. <laughs> so I could I could never picture it. Like well, I recognize we got to her. The bottom of that mystery. There it is. I'm good, guys. I'm done. I can leave now. Yeah. Good. Episode episode over. Episode over. Um, guys. So Oh, Russell gets arrested. Right, because he's he I, he. I didn't catch this until this time I watched it. He was flying pamphlets down on City Hall that like the aliens were coming and they're all gonna yeah. die. So they arrested him. I didn't catch that ever in the in my past. Yeah, they they just gloss over that on the media coverage. Yeah, yeah after those guys in the diner just give him shit. Well, it, it yeah. kind of like two things happen at once. Like Jeff Goldblum and Judd Hirsch get in the White House and they like explain that what's going on with Bill Pullman. And there's like a weird like history where like before he was the president, Jeff Goldblum like beat up Bill Pullman. Uh, yeah. it, it, they it, don't it get along. Ma- it doesn't. It doesn't, it doesn't. It doesn't matter. It, like it doesn't need no. to be in the movie. It doesn't matter. So, um, but also they send up like they're like, well, we don't know how to communicate with these aliens. So they send up like this helicopter with like these lights. They're gonna flash like Close Encounters kind of style. Um, and I like how they set it up there, and it like immediately gets blown up. <laughs> it blows. Like how they the call it the wel- I like how they call it the welcome wagon as well. Yes. So the and then like like, like you said, they go to like Los Angeles, and I don't know how all those people got on the roofs of the buildings, but like they did, they got up to the top. Movies and TVs always make it seem like it's easier to get to the roof of a building than I bet you it is in real life. But can I also argue for a minute, like in a theoretical real life scenario, this happens. This is 100% how the world would handle this situation. Right? Yeah, probably. Right? Like, the crazies would be on the roof welcoming them. Another group of crazies would be burning the cities to the ground before the aliens do it. And then everyone else would just be in mass hysteria and panic, right? Like, I feel like this movie nails how society would handle this situation. Agreed. <laughs> yeah, I don't disagree. Um, so then the uh, then the alien ships, the countdown ends, and they start blowing up all the cities. And that's where I say, like we talked about, like I feel like those effects of like the explosions and stuff hold up. Like I feel like the that oh, stuff yeah. still looks like the Empire State Building and the White House and all that stuff with blowing up still looks still works. I feel like it's still. Yeah, it I mean, great. obviously, it, it looks, looks great. Yeah. I also want to say, and I, I cannot believe it still hit me this way watching it today for the first time in years. I don't know why. I still get a little bit of anxiety leading up to the moment where the explosions happen. I don't know what it is. There's something good about it's Jeff this movie. Goldblum. Time's it's up. got it's something, right? There's just, you know, it's I love music. how there's like yeah. Right. There's four different kind of subplots all yeah. coming together like, you know, and maybe it's because of the the all the, you know, the stuff leading up to this movie coming out. Like, you know, it's not going to turn out well, but it's still like I was still like super emotionally like into it because it's a good I think I counted. It's like 48, 49 minutes into the movie before the, the building in L.A. gets blown up. Like you've yeah, got a it's... while to get there. It's a slow burn. But I feel like it does a good job getting ready for it. You know what I mean? I, I think it's all of that. It's like you said, the the buildup, 
it's the music going on during it. They've got that slow, like, oh, and then the lights of the spaceship opening up. Now you're getting that yeah. first view of like the aquamarine blue green, like, oh, wow, look at the light. Like, what's this? And they and set you, so many people up that you know aren't going to make it either, right? Like, yeah. you get that feeling that, like, the first lady is not going to come out of this. You get the feeling that the Saved by the Bell lady is going to be an idiot and do exactly what she does. We, we see, you know, we see you know Harvey, 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 Harvey fire scene. Right, Which, you see way, Harvey's going to blow it up, you know, he's going to screw it up. Question mark for you guys. How did, how did he made it so little out of the city when he left before Jeff Goldblum and Judge Hurst? Well, he and, was like, it's Manhattan. Said, where was he busy sending his mother, JB? <laughs> to Atlanta. Oh yeah. <laughs> um. So why did I just I, send my mother to Atlanta? David. There, there are a couple things <laughs> that I thought were I thought were dumb. I thought that the, like they didn't need to have the Air Force One just outrace the flames. I didn't think. Well, that it doesn't that, make that, sense, right? Like, dude, like that's like a super patriotic type thing. Yeah. Though. It's like Air Force One getting out of there at the in the nick of time like that's that's shows the resolve of the united states that they wanted to show <laughs> and also i got i got yelled at a little bit uh off pod by jb and Cordog for this but i didn't like boomers escape why was boomer waiting so long why hey, did he make why did he hey. jump out of the way of the flames and also my question for you if that if they're leveling cities why oh, were they dead. why were they safe in a maintenance <laughs> maintenance shed no, agreed. They're they're incinerated in real life. I don't oh, know yeah. how. <laughs> I don't know I, how I, that's I, happening. Even if even if <laughs> the build, even if the walls didn't crumble, the temperature, the heat that would have they would have baked alive in that room. Like just yeah, the, she didn't even shut the door. No, no, they would. Well, the light went out, so you they knew they were fried. okay. I also but, thoroughly know, enjoyed the guy in LA that was still in the office building, like sorting he, files. With the he's, filing like, cabinet. Get away. <laughs> he's like, oh shit! <laughs> <laughs> uh, like, like I don't know, know why the, you needed him, but it was funny. Uh, I liked it. You know what, uh, hovercraft? This is like the the key. Like this is like formulaic of movies now today. We can casually kill as many people as we want, but you damn well better not harm a dog. Well, listen, I'm, I'm glad that Boomer survived. I just don't know what Boomer was doing so long before he, like, was he waiting to make a, like, dramatic entrance into that He was being a major? good boy and sitting in the car. Like, he was freaked out. He froze. All right. Come well, on. Enough about Boomer. Uh, so <laughs> we're, we're on to July 3rd. Uh, Bill Pullman thinks his wife's dead. Like we mentioned, they lost track of her helicopter. Uh, military launches a counter-strike. It goes poorly because all the alien ships have shields um so they get kind of annihilated pretty bad harry connick jr gets blown up uh, um even like they launch all their fighters and they have shields um and, and they attack like uh, the air force base will smith leads the one on a chase and ends up like getting it to crash and then he <laughs> knocks out the alien with his fist which by the way yeah. i'll say for, welcome first to of, earth yes he says welcome to earth uh, after he does it. Uh, but also, I have to say, like, knowing that, like, the alien is in a, what do they keep calling it, a biomechanical battle suit? Yeah. How did he, so that, how did he knock it out when he punched it? <laughs> listen, the alien was all disoriented. It just got in a plane crash hovercraft. Oh, oh look. I'm no As doctor. an expert of moving vehicles, hence your name's Hovercraft Joe, you should know that not, that alien... I, 
She I'm an expert that of one particular type of I, uh, vehicle. I'm look. I, I want to preface this. I, I'm no doctor, guys, but <laughs> he drags that alien for miles, miles. Yes, he does. True. Right? How long was that alien unconscious? <laughs> A long he, time. So he probably twelve hours. Right, right. So he punched <laughs> the alien, threw his bio, knocked him out through the biomechanical suit so hard that he stayed unconscious for twelve hours to be maybe, drugged to Area Fifty One. Maybe he. Minute. Maybe that's when he first discovered his Hancock superpowers. Well, that maybe it was that like Muhammad Ali punch. Yeah, but I don't know. I still, like I said, it, it to me, not you're making a lot of sense, I but also, also, I just don't understand. <laughs> like, I feel like the whole point of wearing a biomechanical battle suit is so you can't get oh, punched. The, I mean, that, yeah, that's the, like the, that's like why does a stormtrooper wear armor if you can get hit in the head with a rock and knocked out? Like I, the suit doesn't make any sense to me later on in the movie either. Because is the alien symbiotic to the suit? Like, can the suit, uh, I don't since know, it's a living, I, I breathing. That's, Thing. Well, and I got a question. Is it its too. own thing, or is well, the alien a, controlling it? Like, how is this working? I think it's controlling it because the aliens are actually kind of tiny, right? Like, that's then why does it need out. to be organic? Then that's what we well, find they out. They're, they're like they're like little guys, right? In there, yeah, right? They're, like, they're little ETs. Oh, no, just wait until here. you see the second one. They, <laughs> yeah, jumping ahead here, but when they're flying the alien craft in there, you see like millions of them lined up, and they're going to be yeah. preparing for like a surface invasion? Question. Yeah. In those battle suits, right? Yeah, like, and they walk on their knuckles, which is really, really weird. Like, they don't like walk flat-footed; they're like bent toes. And, and since we saw, you know, Jeff Goldblum and Will Smith in the spaceship, where in the hell are they sitting on in that spaceship? Yeah, like, how are they, they modified it? The well, I know they modified it for the special seats, but like they, looking at yeah. the size of that spaceship, how is that huge ass? You know, mechanic. You know that suit. How yeah. is that getting into that? And do cockpit? they do they see through that, or do they have to open up like the face? Good point too. And so there's a I lot of know. questions. A lot of questions. <laughs> um, so yeah, he drags it through the desert, and uh, he conveniently gets picked up by Randy Quaid, and they all drive to Area 51. It's, it's uh, a bit coincidental there, but whatever. It moves Adam the story Bald- along. Adam Baldwin shows up. He's like a important guy in the Air Force or Army or whatever. Maybe, We're also. I do. I do like the conversation on the plane about Area 51. Where Jeff Goat, where Jed Hirsch is going off about how you know you guys make up shit all the time, like Area Fifty One, and then the I think it's the Secretary of Defense. He's like, well, the Secretary of State, the Secretary of State, who is a bad guy in this movie because I because he didn't tell anyone about Area Fifty One before the invasion to like save his own ass from secrets he kept from the president. Yeah. Well, anyway, but I, so, I do like that encounter on Air Force One because it's like, like he was a CIA director before he he kind of yeah. had to. Yeah. Exactly. Well, I don't so, know. Yeah, I, I think I don't see how he was so yeah. sniveling. You know, he it's, says it's, it right at the base. He says it's plausible deniability. I mean, yeah. if the president knew that it existed, that would be a problem for him. So the right. fact that he wasn't supposed to know is exactly how it should have been. Uh, so they get I am also of- confused, though. Sorry, I'm not done yet because. <laughs> Isn't Area 51 in real life supposed to be in New Mexico? But yes. then in the movie, they're in Arizona or Nevada. No, they're so that in was kind of confusing. I thought, no, I just, they're in Nevada. I thought they're in Nevada somewhere, even though they filmed it in yeah. Utah. Yeah, and even though they oh. do bring up, even though he does say Roswell, New Mexico, there was a scene where underneath it said, like, yeah, Nevada. they show, yeah, the freak show. Is it, like, we found these in New Mexico. 
Yeah. So well, anyways, maybe maybe that's done on purpose to mix us up. And the last thing I want to say, because I read this and I like <laughs> First it. First of all, this is not going to be the last thing really, you say. No, it's not. But it's really getting hovercraft, Joe, which is why I'm going to say it. So I read that they wanted to get um, the U.S. military to help pay for a whole lot of shit, like vehicles and uniforms and to use the military bases and all of that. Um, But the military said that they would only offer those things if they took out everything about Area 51. And since they refused to do that, the military refused to cooperate with the movie. I kind of liked that. thought that was interesting. That means there is an Area 51. So I'm trying to tell you all. Okay, Randy Quaid, we got you. <laughs> yeah, you don't remember well, when all the gamers Hovercraft were... Joe stopped listening, so yeah, do you, I just want to make sure he was still alive. The, the Twitter trolls of the world tried to rush Area 51 like two years <laughs> yeah. ago. Yeah, yeah they, were gonna, they, were, they were going to Naruto run. Uh, anyways. Led by Tom DeYoung by uh, Blink-182. <laughs> Okay, <laughs> how did I become the person, like, how did I become LBJ trying to get this back on track? I still got a page of notes to get there. Okay, so, um, they're at Area 51, we're introduced to Dr. Oaken, that's Brent Spiner, your Star Trek, for your Star Trek nerds. Um, they, they have the ship, the one that crashed in the 1950s, they have it, and it is one of the same ships that have been attacking one of the little, like, uh, fighters. Uh, they also have the alien bodies, that's when we find out that they're kind of little guys and they're in the battle suits, right? Um, Will Smith and Randy Quaid, they show up at Area 51. They got the alien that he dragged across the desert. And we find out the U.S. forces are down to like 15% because they've been so decimated. Okay. Oh, also, at some point, Vivica A. Fox finds a truck and then she just happens to come across the uh, First Lady's crashed helicopter and picks up the injured First Lady in the. Because uh, they're, going, they're going to meet, uh, trying to El Toro, the uh, military base that Will Smith is based on it. Right. Which then they find out it's been destroyed, so then she's all sad. Yeah, but he steals a helicopter, so it's okay. Well, that's right. coming up. So, because they, because when they get the new alien, they try and get it out of its biomechanical suit, and it, but it, it's not. It comes it, after being knocked out for twelve hours. It finally comes to, and it like kills all the scientists. When that and suit I, opens up, I remember the first time I saw this movie. It scared the shit out of me. But I, I do love when uh, – so they go in there and they're kind of in like – it's think of it like as like a, a – they're in like in the operating room and you're like the theater watching it. So they're like up there. Yeah. And when the alien's like using like moving Brent Spiner's like vocal cords to like talk because that's what they say is the aliens don't have any way of communication. So he's like talking to him. I love that whole scene though when he's like yeah. – uh, when he's talking to him and he's like – He's like, oh, well, why don't we like, uh, you know, we can like get some kind of peace. And he's like, no peace. And he's like, well, what is it that you want us to do? And he's just like, die. <laughs> you got to say, right. no peace. Oh, that's what it is. No peace. And um, uh, oh, my gosh. That, Wait till you see the second one with Dr. Oaken, too. Uh, that, uh, that whole scene, too, Hovercraft, I want to say this is going to be controversial for you. But I feel like Spider-Man 2 rips off the OR scene from this Oh, movie. that's that, not a bad like, call. The arm moving, like, well, they're trying to cut it open or operate on it. Like, yeah. Spider-Man 2 rips his movie off. Hey, take that up with Sam Raimi. I don't, I'm not getting involved. Uh, and that's what, that's when you need to get another great uh, Bill Pullman line when he's like, nuke the bastards. Yeah. <laughs> uh, that's great. Uh, yeah, that's because so yeah, then, like, then they, because then the aliens, they're using, like, telepathy. Yeah. Which I assume is, like, they can focus it on an individual because that's what happens to Brett Spiner. But then that's also what happens to the president, right? They're almost right. like attacking his brain. Yeah. But oh, then yeah. since it's telepathy, that allows 
the president, Bill Pullman, to know what their agenda is. And that's why he decides we got to nuke them because there is definitely going to be no peace. He's like, they're locusts. They go from planet to planet and just eliminate all the natural resources and move on type of deal. So, Um, so like you said, Will Smith borrows a helicopter. He goes to El Toro. He finds Vivica Fox and the first lady. Um, Also, the city of Houston. Because that's the that's city of Houston. Nuke the city of Houston. <laughs> that's true. Because they yeah. launched. I and they. I, I guess I'm confused because they know that the alien ships have shields. So they just think that the nuke's going to be strong enough to get through the. I shield. think yes. that's what they thought. I'm also confused why they had to wait for the spaceship to show up over a major city. Like, why don't you just fucking shoot one with a nuke in the middle of Nebraska? Right? Didn't it seem like they were waiting yeah, they, for it to show up at a city? Like, yeah, they casually mentioned like, oh, hey, we got bombers going to like 12 cities. Uh, they're going to reach Houston first, and the city's pretty destroyed, so fuck it. Like, <laughs> that's pretty much what they said. They're like, eh, fuck, it's Houston, Texas. We'll be all right. <laughs> well, well I, and I do like that uh, they, they get the first lady back to Area 51 just in time for her to die. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, she gets there, and they're like, yeah, we can't do anything, and she Which, dies. That's always been a sticking point to me. Like, this is the president's wife. They're like, there's nothing we could do. Those doctors would be like, oh, my God, we're going to pump blood after blood after blood into this lady. Oh, too, yeah. Too what did she even like, die from? She was fine yeah. traveling yeah, internal, in a dump truck. Yeah, and she got like, hit by a helicopter door or something. Internal injuries. So, like, here's like, yo, hold on. I want to back this up. So <laughs> they are in a facility. This right? is where LPJ's pissed. They're in a facility with... All of these doctors, that their job is literally to do exploratory surgery on aliens to figure out, you know, what they're made of. They obviously know what they're doing surgically. Not a single one of them could have opened her up, figured out where she's bleeding internally, and stitched it. No, Again, they gave yeah, up. I think, yeah, <laughs> they, her, they didn't do her, anything. You keep her, yeah, you keep no. her full of blood as long as humanly possible, too. Like more blood, more blood, more blood. It's Maybe the all those doctors didn't vote for Bill Pullman, so they weren't saving her ass. Maybe. Uh, I mean, even though the stripper, Pearl, okay, Fox saved her life, even though yeah, she they voted for, for Ross Perot in that era, so it's fine. Yeah, so, you know, that's there's no Obamacare yet, so she she gone. <laughs> so the first lady passed away. We get to we're, we made it to July fourth. Uh, Jeff Goldblum is drunk. I think he was drinking maybe Bushmills the whole time. I don't know. Maybe not. Um, but he ends up figuring out a way that he's like, I know what we can do. We can give them a cold. We can give them a computer virus. Shut down their shields. They say for a couple minutes. It ends up seeming like it's a long time they don't have shields. But anyways, that's besides the point. Uh, I mean, Judd Hirsch is the real hero. Judd Hirsch is the inspiration. Judd Hirsch plants that that seed. You're going to catch a cold, David. (laughs) um so but basically they have to fly the ship the alien ship that they have and dock with the mothership in order to give it the virus and then they're going to launch a nuke um i I like the transmitter that they put on the alien spaceship anyone else look like a look like a silver penis (laughs) (laughs) it's just that one like neuralizer dildo they slap to the bottom (laughs) of the uh (laughs) i never noticed that before this time i'm like oh my god that's very grotesque And they I, just um, have, like, <laughs> caution tape in the holes they filled in the spaceship. It's like, it's fine. It's, it's cool. It's, it's good. I like that. I, and I was talking to uh, uh, Corndog about this. I like that little bit where, like, after the big thing and, like, Will Smith's got to, like, 
uh, he uh, or Jeff Goldblum asked Will Smith, he's like, you think you could actually fly that thing? And he's like, you think you could do all that bullshit you talked about? <laughs> and on that note, too, it's it's hilarious because they say it hasn't flown in like 50 years or whatever it is. And there's a little post-it note on the steering wheel that's like, this is forward. This is like, who the hell put that there? And I like how they just take it off the ramp and it just levitates after 50 years. Like, wait a minute. What, what's going on here? Like, how um, is this thing still operational? But, anyway. So they 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 need to alert the rest of the world about this thing. So they send it out via Morse code. Um, I love all the people getting the like the English guy about bloody time. Oh my god, <laughs> we're we're hitting every stereotype around the globe at this scene. <laughs> why why were the why was the English army in the Iraqi desert? I was confused about that. Oh, I don't know, but why is the rest food. of the world waiting for the United States to save because, them? Well, because, well, because this movie is all about America, yeah, man. Yeah, the, the, the major plot here is like, hey, world unity, but also USA. That's <laughs> USA. exactly right. Also question later on in the movie, like after they did, spoiler alert, when they defeat the aliens, and there's like those aborigines or whatever, like walking out. Who shot yeah, down that one? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> they might shoot a like, blow dart at it? Like clearly like aboriginals walking out of whatever and there's a crash ship. It's like, how did that one get shot down? Anyways. Yeah, and LPJ, this is Independence Day. So it has to be about America. This isn't Storming of the Bastille Day. All right. So also America. I was confused. I was confused because they're they're planning their big attack and like everyone's watching the news and I'm like, there's still like news stations broadcasting. I wondered the news. that too. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I um, guess so. So they're looking for pilots. Randy Quaid volunteers to be a pilot, which, by the way, I'm like, I think that they make it seem like it's a lot easier to pick up flying a, a like a military jet than it actually would be. Uh, like, even if you had some kind of pilot experience, I don't think they'd be like, oh, you know what? Just yeah, this, this, this. You got it. You're good. Um, I did read that there was a different plot idea for that. Anyone else was. catch that? Yes. No. I didn't. So... He originally flew his crop duster. <laughs> Yeah, the military denied him because of his alcoholism to fly, but then he, yeah, like he stole a missile and took his crap duster up there to blow up the ship. That was the original idea. How are they in a position to deny anybody at that point? Exactly, right? And then how fucking stupid would it have looked to see the crap duster fly up to that alien spaceship with a missile? It stalled out and just fell <laughs> So uh, Will Smith and Vivica A. Fox get married. Um, uh, then we get that, that speech, probably the best, like rousing, uh, oh, speech in oh, yeah. like, like his, uh, you know, we're not going to go quietly into the night and it, it, it is really good. It still works. It holds up. Bill Pullman delivers it. Great speech. Um, you know, LPJ, we, 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 we messed up. We should have had that speech ready so we could have played it right now. Just to just to get everyone. You know what? All right, everybody, let me, give me, give me like this Independence Day. Give me like two Do seconds it. of silence, and I'll, I'll edit it in. Ready? Here we go. You're not going to though. You're just fucking with me. No, totally. <laughs> Here we go. Ready? Everybody, just be quiet for two seconds so I know where to mark it, and I'll totally edit it in. Here we go. Great speech. Great speech, guys. Such That's a great fucking speech. liar. I love that There's speech. No way. There's Such no a great way on speech. God's You'll just have to listen to the episode happen. and find out. Yeah, Sphinx, I, I don't Sphinx, listen to I our feel episodes. Like, I feel like you know this, but I, I, I felt like I, I read a story or a rumor at some point that when that speech was given, the people of Mexico thought that that was the actual president giving a speech. <laughs> Is that true? Uh, 
I have heard that fake news has made a lot of people believe that that's an actual president giving an actual speech. Yes. (laughs) That is fake news. Uh Uh-huh. Yeah. And people have, people have believed that that was real. (laughs) Um, so, uh, and because they set up, like I said before, the people in the beginning of this movie that were going stupid and nuts over the aliens coming would be the same people that would, yeah, probably. So they, uh, they established it earlier in the film. So, of course, uh, Bill Pullman's going to have to fly a jet for this mission. Which, back up here. All right. Oh, no. <laughs> He's, they said earlier that the vice president and the entire cabinet died, right? Yeah, yeah. Meaning that the president, he is literally the only person left in command of the entire country. There is no way, fighter pilot or not, his ass was getting on that on that uh, plane and fighting with the aliens, right? Well, he would trust like Robert ass- Loggia to take over. Yeah, he he Robert Loggia tried to stop him, and he was like, "No, I'm a pilot." I feel like it wasn't that much of an effort, but well, what do you what do you, what do, you do? You know, you fuck so, it. You, I think you do yeah, anything, he, he right? Had, you tranquilize yeah, he, the president and throw him back into Area 51. Yeah, like, he had already fired the Secretary of Defense at that point too. It was the Secretary yeah. of State. It wasn't the Secretary, <laughs> of, the Secretary of Defense. I thought it was state. defense. I it thought he was a secure defense. I'm looking oh it up right now. All right, look it up while I say <laughs> this. Um, so this is unrelated. Only uh, this is quick, but only uh, yeah, secretary, secretary of defense, defense. Hover, hovercraft, Joe. All right, well, okay. Uh, so only Cornell appreciate this, <laughs> but one of the scientists working in Area 51, he was definitely on Seinfeld. One of the people that Elaine worked with at uh, Peterman. I don't know if you noticed that he was the one, the one that showed the dildo on the bottom of the ship. He was. <laughs> if, if you go back and look. Um, so, anyways, check that back up too. So they uh, uh, they fly up. Him and Jeff Goldblum, Jeff Goldblum, and Will Smith fly up to the mothership. Uh, they upload the virus. The shields go down. The planes attack. We get like a prolonged attack scene. Yeah. Um, where I still feel like the aliens should outnumber the amount of fighters they, they, that they, they have. really should. Yeah, but by um, a lot. Okay. Um, also, did, also, did anyone else think it was weird that, like, in the middle of this dogfight, for some reason, the aliens are like, "Hey, we got to break off and blow up all these mobile homes and trailers parked on the Air Force base." Yeah, that seemed unnecessary. Yeah. I, I think the funniest part to me is Jeff Goldblum wasn't content enough to like upload a virus to the mothership he had to put that troll like laughing skull on it too like, oh, yeah the jolly roger well, also, also how about this because it gets to a point too where like they're, they're trying they're like oh we shot these missiles but they're not doing anything and then everybody's out of missiles and they're like oh i guess we already used guns maybe use guns a little sooner to shoot yeah. down some stuff and then not completely be out of missiles because what happens yeah. is they're out of missiles randy quaid's like i got one missile left because he's good at flying a jet now and he's like gonna fly it and <laughs> shoot it but like the missile malfunctions So he just, he ends up sacrificing himself, crashing into the big gun, and the whole ship blows up. And they're Um, like, we gotta gotta tell the rest of the world we know how to beat him now. I'm like, is it you had to send someone up there to crash into the gun? Do you want to know the continuity thing I read about that is uh, when he gets in the plane at the first, you know, when he's learning how to fly that jet and he presses it and it's like, missile launch. And he goes, oh, shit, 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 and turns it off. And like relaxes there, the continuity says that's where the missile jammed because he oh. fucked it up right before he took off. I like that. I like that yeah. a lot. All right, fair enough. Um, okay, so they launch the nuke. Uh, they have thirty seconds to get out, and they get out. That's when we get the famous "must go faster" line again. Um, they escape. The mothership blows up. 
Um, they, they cut to all the ships around the world. That's when I talk about where the Aborigines brought down the one. Uh, and then <laughs> with the blow Will dart. Smith, with the blow darts. And then Will Smith and Jeff Goldblum make it back to Earth. Everything's great. The end. Yeah. Fireworks for some reason. Because yeah, it's Independence Day, I they're guess. They're totally not fireworks. I promised you fireworks, right? Like They're not fireworks. Yeah. And that ship totally didn't send a signal to the real mothership for the second one. Nobody so, so, I was going to say, besides JB, has anybody seen Independence no. Day Resurgence? No. I did see it, and I remember yeah. nothing of it because I think I hated it so much. It was so bad. Yeah. So, so bad. I, I know I rented it, and I was like, this was a fucking waste. I hated it. I think it's... Yeah, I've never seen it, and I don't. Yeah, I can't. I, I literally can't tell you anything about it besides that. Yeah, like Jeff Goldblum, he's like the main character in it, right? From what you I know, remember. here's something that well, I it's found out. Not Will Smith. The, the other Hemsworth brother. Yeah. Here's some. Yeah. Here's something that I found out that's interesting that doesn't really matter, but uh, some of you on here will appreciate. The person that plays Will Smith's son on that is uh, A Train in the Boys. So there. Oh yeah, that's right. Uh, Jesse Usher. Uh, yep. Yeah. So there you go. Oh, from. Uh, oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah, and, he's and a, fun, fa- fun fact: the kid that plays Vivica A. Smith's or Vivica A. Fox's kid in this is uh, Buckwheat from the Little Rascals movie. I knew I recognized him from something else. <laughs> I got a dollar. I got a dollar. I got a dollar. Hey, 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 hey! What's the number to nine one one? Can we throw uh, that movie no. in the non-action month? Oh no. yeah, non-action month. That's fine. Do what you want. Okay. Uh, I, I might have a problem with that one. But anyways, <laughs> um, okay, uh, LPJ, do you have any role reversals for this at all? I do. Um, okay. I, just a few. So Jasmine, who is uh, Vivica Fox's character, was originally going to be Jada Pickett-Smith, but uh, she had to drop out for some reason. Um, Jimmy, uh, uh, Harry Connick Jr., was offered to Matthew Perry and... <laughs> He eventually had to turn down the role due to scheduling conflicts. Matthew Perry would have also not had to act to be in that role for no. this movie. Uh, <laughs> David, it was originally going to be Matthew Broderick. So Jeff Goldblum's character was yeah. originally going to be Matthew Broderick. Which would I, mean, I love Jeff Goldblum he, in this he, he, movie, yeah. but Broderick would have been good. Sure. That's why so they roll, used him next year in God's Yeah, Roland Emmerich got his man a year later, huh? Yep. Yeah. And then uh, for Hiller, there's quite a few. Uh, so Eddie Murphy was the original idea. Ooh. Obviously, they couldn't get it right Eddie Murphy, so they get Will Smith. Uh, then <laughs> other actors discussed for the role, Tom Cruise, Keanu Reeves, Johnny Depp, Jean-Claude Van Damme, oh, God. Billy Baldwin, and, oh. Ethan, and Ethan Hawke. LPJ would love this movie so wow. much if... Uh, <laughs> Oh man, can you imagine if it was Matthew Perry, Matthew Broderick, and Sean Claude Van Damme? <laughs> yeah, this movie might not have been the blockbuster it ended up being. How many people would Eddie Murphy have ended up playing if he got cast? Oh god, all of them. <laughs> Eddie Murphy would have been the aliens too. Yeah. <laughs> that's all. That's all I got. Um, okay, well, I, you know, I think we've hit this pretty hard. Is there anything? Within reason that anyone wants to bring up before we get into our ratings on this. Uh, Judd, Judd Hirsch is actually the real hero of this movie. Without Judd Hirsch, he doesn't get to DC. He doesn't motivate his son to just speak. I mean, he he is everything. You might argue he they don't the get to Area 51. He brings it up on the plane and starts bitching at the Secretary of Defense. Exactly. There you go, Judd Hirsch. 
MVP. Uh, okay, I think we're probably ready to rate this, don't you think? Yep. All right, let me hit the button. All right, JB, no. corn dog. Well, hold on. I just want to say, I don't listen back to the episodes anymore. What do you think the chances are that LBJ actually still puts in the machine gun sound? Zero. <laughs> I think like all of our beach. listeners just hear awkward silence for 10 yeah, seconds. Somebody on, the, somebody on the Discord let me know if there's actually the machine gun sound still. Anyways. Go, yeah, <laughs> I'm not going to uh, say anything one way or the other. I'll let you guys Do these episodes out. even air anymore? Do we know anymore? <laughs> or is LBJ I, just keeping them in a file? You know how I do know that they air? Because people post pictures of feet and ball sacks <laughs> and send them to me on the Discord. So they That's must be call. hearing something. So, um, good call. Uh, Corndog, JB, when do you want to go first? I mean, go I'll, ahead, I'll tag, Yeah, I'll, I'll tackle this again. Like we like we talked about this one. There's there's a, there's a number of things for me with this. Not not only it's an enjoyable movie. There's there's the nostalgia factor. You know, I saw this. You know. When I was relatively young, um, continue to see it, you know, at least once a year. Uh, there's a reason I keep coming back. This movie's fun. You know, it's, it's not without its flaws, but this movie's fun. It is it is to me when I define a popcorn movie, I think of this right offhand. So easily I, I'm going to go for machine guns on this. I, I love this movie. Uh, all right, JB. Yeah, I mean, I, I can't agree more. Even though I was six years old, it's still it's just stood the test of time i mean year after year after year it's it's like the first time i've ever seen it you know it, it doesn't get old um it never ceases to amaze me the the actors and the action it it stands the test of time i would say uh for me I, i'm going a 4.5 out of 4.5 out of 5 um i love it uh sphinx I agree with JB. I'm going four and a half machine guns on this movie. I like, I know it's not a, like, I want to say, I know it's not a great movie, but why isn't it a great movie? I mean, in all honesty, like you guys kind of mentioned some good points. Like it is, it reinvents like the Hollywood summertime blockbuster. Like it creates a pedigree that has led to the last 20 years of summertime movies being something that we love and enjoy again. Like it, it has brought back a lot of life. Like the, the action scenes are still good. The acting is fun. There's some tongue in cheek in there. Bill Pullman's speech is iconic. Like it's a good fucking movie. I don't care. Four and a half. I'm giving it. Yeah. I think even socially this movie made it's kind of a rally around the flag kind of movie um i'll I'll go next uh yeah i mean i i I agree with all you uh i'm gonna give it four machine guns uh i i it's just it it, it, it's a big budget fun popcorn movie and it still holds up the the fun of it when you watch it today and it still gets you psyched that speech is everything that speech is so good um and and like you said surprisingly the special effects hold up pretty well uh and, and yeah some of it's a little cheesy but i think you know it is in some sense this is just like a huge big budget b movie so i mean like it's an alien movie so that's fine you know like and yeah, I mean, like, I, I I hadn't watched it in years, and I watched it, and it's still just as fun. Uh, so four machine guns for sure for me. Uh, I'm a little different than you guys. Um, I do like this movie, and I think it's a, a good movie, and I think people should watch it. 
I'm not as high on the rewatchable value. Reason being is there's a point in this movie right after the Air Force One escapes the giant fireball that the movie just kind of dies. It just kind of slows down uh, uh, um, disproportionately to what you would think. Uh, there's a whole lull in the middle where it's just a lot of exposition, a lot of like explaining, um, not not a lot happens. I mean, you learn about the ship and you learn about some of the backstory and you learn about, you know, like what the aliens are and stuff like that. But really nothing substantial happens and it kind of kills the momentum of the movie for me. Um, and it was like that the very first time I saw it. I remember hitting that point and being like, and getting not bored, but just like, all right, well, when's it going to pick up? When's it going to pick up? Because this is this is not a short movie. It's a two and a half hour movie. It's not short. Um, and so to have that kind of lull right there, right in the middle, kind of kills the momentum. So um, it, it's a little fatiguing to watch sometimes. Um, so, so I'm going to go three and a half machine guns. Only because I don't think the rewatch value is there um, for everybody. I will agree with you on the side that the most iconic scenes are when those buildings blow up, right? The Empire State Building and the White House. Like, and that's, like I said earlier, it's 50 minutes into the movie. And those are the scenes I think it are in everybody's head. Sure. Right. When you think of Independence Day, you think of those buildings exploding because they're such iconic American buildings. And you're right. Like to recover from that, I, it is I, 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 I see it like it can be a little bit of a letdown. And it does take a while for that climatic scene to happen as well. So and I, I will agree on this time around, like the two and a half hour. It is it's a long movie. Like if they cut like 20, 25 minutes out of this. I think that would be okay, and they can make it an even better movie, to be honest. But it, I think it's it a feel, really interesting point about feels the like like, iconic scenes of it, because I think of when Jeff Goldblum is on Air Force One and opens up his laptop, and you see one second left and the music there, and I think of Air I Force One getting away. I think of Russell Case, you know, sacrificing himself. Those, those are more iconic to me, personally, in my heart, oh, yeah. than the buildings blowing up I, I, but still I, early on in the movie is when that I, happens I so do, for things afterwards you know i do agree with you lpj that they could probably have tightened this movie up a little bit because there is like there's so many characters and like you said it takes so long to get to the like there's so much just introducing people at the beginning of yeah. this movie but, I mean, and there is there is that law in the middle if you tighten this up maybe make this closer to like a two-hour movie i i think you're right i think it could be better and think about this you can cut the first lady out of this completely and not lose anything yes you could she's completely unnecessary unnecessary. that whole subplot of them you know of like vivica a fox talking to her about being a stripper vivica a fox could be gone too yeah you could make will smith just a single guy and that would those two things there but i guess at that point does it just become a dude movie it it does that was the concern but you could definitely tighten up this movie. I agree, but overall, it still works for me. Yeah. So it's definitely yeah. worth a watch. It's definitely a good movie, but but you know, I I would be surprised if there's people listening to this podcast who haven't seen Independence Day. But again, maybe I'm wrong. Yeah. Maybe. maybe I'm wrong. Yeah. Let me know. Let me know on the Discord. I'd rather you tell me that than send me pictures of feet. So well, you were wrong about him being the Secretary of State. So I was mm. wrong about that. So and, and maybe with having the son too, I think they probably were setting up for a second 
film. And they do. He goes on to be he goes on to be a traitor twenty years later. Twenty years later, yeah. All right. Awesome. Well, I think we I think we got this done. I would agree. Um. Well, before we get into plugs here, uh, uh, Corn Dog JB, anything you guys want to plug? I guess uh, the only thing I have to plug, uh, they don't, I, I don't have anything actually. I've got nothing. I'm going to shut up and stop talking. So, <laughs> no, uh, for me, always a pleasure to uh, yeah. be a guest here. Uh, this is, I think, what six or seven for us uh, together. Uh, really enjoy it. This is a fun time, and uh, it's a pleasure to be part of the summer blockbuster movies. <laughs> I cannot wait for Armageddon. Spoilers! Wow! 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 You're gonna have to edit that out. Uh-oh. Are you? Do you... And I don't want to miss it. a thing. Yeah, I mean, he hit it around it during the intro. At least I bit my tongue and censored I, myself. It's, You're giving away not, spoilers now. It's not as it's, it's no it's guys. Not a sorry, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. He can't come back. It's not a secret. We could post the schedule, and it wouldn't make a difference. Nope. Um, no, it's got to be a surprise every week. <laughs> I like and a plug yeah. for DCFC as well. <laughs> oh, that's true. Yeah, Detroit City FC. Uh, check them out if you live in the area. Go to a game that's they're yes. not expensive. I saw they were on out. ESPN a few. Like we a were at that ago. game. Me, JB, nice. and uh, LPJ were at that game. Yep. Um, uh, okay. Yeah. Well, obviously, I, I do have one plug. I just thought of it. I want to thank you, Hovercraft, for finally inviting me and uh, JB into your apartment for a drink. <laughs> <laughs> That's true. Uh, they finally uh, were able to see the inside of my apartment. So, wow, so. weird. It's beautiful. I've only been in his apartment maybe a, maybe a dozen times at the most. <laughs> you were in it the day we moved in, so yeah. uh, there we go. Um, what about the what about the other? You got some real plugs? Yeah, sure. Go to uh, GameZillaMedia.com, uh, slide down the bottom of the page, click on Discord, and tell us what you think of this movie. Is this really a three and a half machine gun movie like i think or is it a four and a half machine gun movie like these two guys think um we gotta get we gotta get corndog and jb on our discord so they can interact you guys gotta you gotta gotta join our uh discord and talk i'm on, I'm channel, on discord man. just shoot me an invite I can join that. well here, I'll, I'll tell you how to find it you go to gamezillamedia.com and it's at the bottom of the page that's it that's all you gotta do yeah, gamezillamedia.com bottom of the page click discord you get the invite you get to join the entire gamezilla media discord talk to any one of us that here on the network um, i mean corndog right and now. jb seem to be pretty in sync with me so if i could have someone else help me out with these two other old men <laughs> when it comes to talking about action movies i'd appreciate it careful what you wish for i am told i don't like most things <laughs> it's not it's a true. lie it's not a lie. You don't you you dislike things before you actually see them. So that's a different <laughs> thing. But you apparently you guys are bonding over your love of the movie Little Rascals. So uh. <laughs> okay, we got to stop this. That I'm putting a stop to that right now. Uh, you can check us out on Instagram, Facebook, Twitter. Um, hit us up uh, anywhere where we're available. We will happily happily chat with you. Um, yeah. So guys, thanks for being here. Appreciate Thanks it. Thanks for having us. Yeah. And uh, anything else you guys want to add? No. Like nope. you said, thanks for being here. It was a good time. Yep. All right. Love well, it. I'd say the first episode of uh, of Blockbuster movie, uh, Summer, Summer, Blockbuster, Blockbuster Summer Blockbuster Month has is, is, is gone well. Uh, we got three more shows coming up. Um, I'll let you guess what the next two are since you obviously know what <laughs> one of them is. <laughs> My bad. 
Yep. Good job. No. Nice work. Nice work. <laughs> Way to ruin it. Way to ruin it. All right. This episode of the Last Action Podcast has been terminated. What? We'll be back. Ruined. Oof. Oof. <laughs>